1: Afternoon on the marketplace, Governor of the Bank of Ghana insists losses made by the Central Bank in 2022 were a risk it took to save the economy from collapsing.
2: Provided the leadership to the industry to navigate through these economic uncertainties and volatilities with policy clarity and focus, safeguarding the stability of the financial system at all costs.
1: We'll have a discussion on this with a banking consultant. Also in this bulletin, Apsa Bank Ghana was most profitable bank in Ghana in the third quarter of this year. We have more from the third quarter PwC report on the banking industry. As interest rates return to its upward trajectory for the first time in a month, as government ambitious T-bills target falls short by 30.27%. We have details of these and many others lined up for you, please stay. Thanks so much for your company. I am Pius Joubaka. A straight um, look at our stories. The Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ns Addison, has insisted that the economy would have faced our consequences if the central bank had, in 2022, not stepped in to support government's expenditure. This, is stressed, resulted in the Bank of Ghana making losses of 60 billion cities. The minority group in parliament has demanded the resignation of the governor after they demonstrated against him. Now, speaking at the Governor's Day Annual Bankers' Dinner organized by the Chartered Institute of Bankers, Dr. Addison said the central bank had no option but to step in to save the economy from collapsing last year.
2: We witnessed the banking cleanup exercise between 2017 and 2019, the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, spillovers from the geopolitical tensions in Europe, and an economic crisis in 2022 that triggered a domestic debt exchange. Despite all these, banks have remained relatively stable and sound, partly because we have provided the leadership to the industry to navigate through these economic uncertainties and volatilities with policy clarity and focus, safeguarding the stability of the financial system at all costs.
1: A while longer in the industry because APSA Bank Ghana was the most profitable bank in Ghana in the third quarter of this year. That's according to accounting and auditing firm PwC's quarterly analysis of the banking industry. According to the report, Guarantee Trust Bank was the most efficient bank in terms of cost-to-income ratio. Here's more.
3: This is coming on the back of the domestic debt exchange program. Absa Bank recorded a profit of 1.5 billion cities in the first nine months of 2023, about 103.5% growth year on year. It was followed by Static Bank Ghana with an 84.1% increase in year-on-year profit to 1.1 billion cities. Guarantee Trust Bank came third with 57.7% growth in profit to 847.5 million cities. The least profitable bank in quarter 3 2023 was First National Bank, with a 103% decline in profit to about 400,000 cities. However... All the banks registered profits in the first nine months of this year. For efficiency, GT Bank was first, and it was followed by UBA and APSA Bank Ghana. The lowest-ranked efficient bank was Consolidated Bank Ghana. In terms of market share, Ecobank remained the biggest bank in Ghana, controlling the share of deposits by 13.1% as of September 30, 2023. It was followed by JCB Bank and Stambeck Bank, Ghana, with 10.5% and 9.2% respectively. The three banks also controlled the industry loans and advancements with a total of 34.2%.
1: Within the financial market as well, interest rates returned to its upward trajectory for the first time in a month as the government continued to borrow heavily on the money market to finance its expenditure. According to auction results by the Bank of Ghana, the government accepted all bids for the treasury bills to the tune of 3.97 billion cities. And we've got more for you in this report.
4: Interest rates rose again after going down three times consecutively. While the 91-day T-bill went up marginally to 29.56%, from the previous weeks of 29.49%, that of the 182-day bill also set to 31.76%, from the preceding weeks of 31.74%. The one-year bill also increased to 33.44% from the earlier 33. Meanwhile, the government's ambitious target of 5.618 billion cities fell short by 30.27%. For the second time in the year, the 364-day bill was highly patronized. About 1.854 billion cities' worth of bids were tendered, which the government accepted all. It was also followed by the 91-day T-bill, in which 1.33 billion cities were accepted. The 182-day bill witnessed a subscription of 722.99 million cities. The Treasury market is presently the only source of financing for the government, as the bond and external debt markets have been shut down for now. This is due to the debt restructuring the government is undertaking.
1: All right, so as we always do, let's make sense of this interest um, rates development on the money market. Joining us via phone is the Head of Trading at Republic Securities Patrick Edem Agama for more. Patrick, thanks so much for joining me on the Marketplace. First of all, what could be accounting for the upward trajectory of interest rates on the money market we are seeing for the first time in a month?
5: Well, good afternoon. Uh, what we are seeing is that um, the demand from the government is increasing over, over the period. Uh, we've seen it Close to two billion apples. Uh, uh, so we expect the, the limited um, investors investing in the treasury were still trusting the government to be able to um, meet that. For last week, we saw the 5.6 was quite huge. It was an outlier in all the, the the targets we've seen prior to that. So that might be the, the main cost.
1: I see. Did we even anticipate this? Um, and What does it mean to the financial market?
5: Well, it, well we need to uh, keep an eye on what is happening uh, with government with regards to even the IMF standards coming and all that. Because uh, if we see too much desperation from the government, we expect interest rates to go up more. And that would defeat the purpose of trying to even bring the pricing guidance to cap it uh, and even bring it down. We've seen inflation and other indicators try to come down. So if interest rates goes up, that will actually uh, cause more problems. And, and is it
1: sustainable? What more are we to expect from the money and capital markets this week?
5: Well, for this week, uh, we expect government to target three point nine billion, which is still uh, quite high. Which is about five hundred million. Than the average target is uh, requesting for over the period, and uh, for 3.9, we're expecting is to also be slightly undersubscribed, but we'll watch closely and see how it closes.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Patrick Agama, Head of Trading Republic Securities, helping us appreciate um, developments on the capital market. Away from that, agri-workers are warning that the plans to restrict the importation of some items may result in a significant increase in the prices of some foodstuffs. Now, government is seeking parliament's approval to restrict the importation of some 21 items to help reduce the country's import bill and grow the local economy. But these workers are also worried the development could result in some artificial food shortages on the market. Edward Carriwe is the General Secretary of the General Agriculture Workers Union.
0: You know, when you take an economy, Mm. it runs in two ways. Imports and exports. Um, You you import what you cannot produce. Mm. Or you import as raw materials to facilitate domestic production. Or you import just because you want to conserve what you already have.
5: Mm.
0: For instance, there are some countries that have enough oil reserves and yet they are not exploring it but decide to import oil to use mm. and protecting that for the future. Yeah. So. Reasons are there for imports. Mm-hmm. You can import to produce, to support domestic production, or you can import to meet situations. Now, when you take Ghana's situation, why do we import? Look, we have just allowed imports to be the order of the day as a, an easier you know, policy direction to stimulate development. Mm-hmm. When in the actual fact, you cannot use imports alone to stimulate development. Mm -hmm. It must be backed by production. Mm -hmm. So no one would disagree with government in principle Mm -hmm. that we should put in place measures to reduce imports. Mm -hmm. But when you are putting in place measures on the back of government-owned policies which have undermined production, Mm -hmm. immediately... A policy that has undermined production, domestic production, then you create a a very difficult situation in the economy. For instance, the discounted benchmark value Mm. uh, policy, Mm. which was implemented by government since 2019, and the last time, I mean, the time that government actually put it off was in 2023 budget. Now, for all these years, it has undermined domestic production. So a year after you have used a policy to undermine domestic production, weaken mm. capacity of domestic industries to produce, you quickly then come back and say, look, I am going to do a restrict imports. Mm. When you do that, the likelihood of prices going up is very high mm. because you have not actually nurtured, supported mm. the domestic producers to increase their capacity to be able to meet the, uh, the, the shortfall mm. that the impulse mm. will bring. Mm. So that could be yeah. so yeah. problematic. Yeah. And we, we, So no one will say that we should not put restrictions. It, 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 it's a good thing, but it, the timing and previous policies have raised a lot of question marks about That's what I get from you. Yes. If I, I cite an example here, the poultry industry Uh, our own statistics, over 70% of it is collapsed now. Cultural industry. Because over the period, cultural industry producers could not get the raw materials to Mm. sustain their production. Cost of maize was beyond their reach. The uh, soya was beyond their reach. Other necessary ingredients that is needed to Support the production mm. was beyond mm. their reach. Mm. They made a lot of crime, mm. government did not. Mm. Government still promoted the importation of poultry products mm. you know, mm. into the country. Mm. We are all aware about uh, the Labianca case when mm. it was about exemptions for importation of poultry products mm. into this country. Mm. Now, suddenly, after you have collapsed about 70% of it, you wake up and see that. We are going to restrict the importation. The the,
1: The 2022 National Best Farmer, Oheniba Yao Sapon Siribur Board Affairs has bemoaned the inability of farmers in the country to access seeds higher quality of higher quality for cultivation. According to him, the inaccessibility and absence of the farming input is negatively impacting farm yields and contributing to heavy losses incurred by farmers. He is one of many actors in the agricultural space pushing for improved seeds and a regulated prices system to boost the sector. Emmanuel bright Quico reports.
6: Agriculture contributes to 54% of Ghana's GDP while providing more than 90% of the food needs of the country. But the sector, which is the backbone of the country's economy, is fraught with farming input challenges, particularly seeds for planting. Inaccessibility to improved seeds for better yields under the changing climate remains a bane to the agriculture sector. This is seeing a majority of farmers across the country recording lower yields. Speaking on love in the morning, 2022 National Best Farmer, Ohenibaya of Sarpon's the Fest, was distraught over the challenge. It's
3: not all the issue of land, 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 land. land. It has become, we are, we we are prioritizing these things. It's not land. It's it's quality seeds or the yield. You see, somebody is, is, is farming on an acre land. What is the person says out of it? You see, and we, we misplace these priorities and talk about land. It's about the efficiency of what we are doing. A lot of farmers, what they are planting, have a planting land, it's just junk. So, you know, um, garbage in, garbage out. So it's about the farmer being given quality seeds, being given quality input, and the little that the person is doing, being
0: able to achieve the maximum yield out of it.
6: Due to the absence and inadequacy of locally developed seeds, farmers are importing the seeds from neighboring countries, including Burkina Faso and Cote d'Ivoire. But as the municipal director of Agric, Kwame Kusi says the importation is imposing higher cost burden on farmers.
7: The spring union, normally they take the seedlings from Cote d'Ivoire. Because of what the farmers are saying. They can not actually not get the seeds here so that they can get the savings from them. So what they are doing is they, they take the savings. that has been a challenge for the farmers. You know that we are importing the coating from Burkina Faso, so it's going to reduce costs. Accessibility of the inputs is going to increase and people who are going to produce will also increase. And then at the end of the day, it is going to increase productivity.
6: Aside from farmers' inaccessibility to certified seeds, pricing system for their farm produce is another headache. The lack of regulated pricing system and influx of middlemen is dipping incomes of farmers. John Kennedy is a business development manager at the Chamber of Agribusiness Business Ghana.
0: The farmer in the first place does not get the right price for his produce. And so he is not compensated enough for his sweat and his drudgery of farming. The only sector you see farmers receiving a little more recognition and compensation is the cocoa sector. But what about the cassava farmer? The middleman goes there and then says that I'll buy a basket of cassava at five cities. And because he needs money to buy salt to go to the farm, he has no choice. He'll give it to the, 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 the middleman and take his five cities and bring it to Accra and come and sell it for... A uh, 100 or 100, 200 cities and then he has tripped up he has made a lot of money and the farmer is still there in the village uh, uh, still poor
6: despite some interventions by the government industry players in the agric sector believe more could be done to show up the space for john news my name is emmanuel brights
1: more within the space perennial challenges in the release of seed funds by Cocoa board provide fertile grounds for the smuggling and diversion of cocoa beans to foreign countries. That's according to Council of Chairman of the Cocoa Abrabapa Association, Ismail Pomasi. The risk, uh, recurring delay in the release of the funds from the Ghana Cocoa Board to licensed buying companies leads to delayed payment for farmers. Now, the challenge is collapsing the operations of indigenous uh, licensed cocoa buying companies and reducing supplies of demand volumes of their customers. Here's more from Clinton Yeboah.
8: The Ghana Cocoa Board is mandated to secure external funding for the cocoa season and distribute such funds to licensed buying companies. These licensed buying companies purchase cocoa beans from farmers at prices determined by international market prices. The government this year announced a 63.5% upward adjustment in the pricing of cocoa. How is this adjustment affecting and reflecting in the pockets of cocoa growers and farmers?
0: The D.O.s
8: always tell us there is no money. They always complain about smuggling. And these are the influencing factors. If the farmer is close to a border, he may as well send the cocoa beans there. Seed have not been dispersed to any firm to buy the cocoa beans, so now after drying the beans, farmers get stuck as to where to take it. Council Chairman of Cocoa Prabapa Association, Ishmael Pumesi, disclosed the smuggling of cocoa to neighbouring countries like Togo and Ivory Coast has led to the closure of its operations in the OT and Volta Cocoa regions. Speaking at the 12th annual general meeting of the Cocoa Brabupa Association in Kumasi, he reviewed to the regulator and the government to take steps to tackle the challenges.
7: Um, this year, we commissioned the season a month earlier than the usual October, and um, from as so we speak now, we are in November, um, we don't even have um, a city uh, coming from the regulator seed fund, and cocoa board must provide a long-lasting solution to the perennial um, um, delay in the seed fund, it's very disturbing, our farmers are, you know, diverting the certified cocoa and it ends up being conventional cocoa, it's only the certified cocoa that assures our farmers of the uh, premiums that we need, all these uh, uh, neighboring countries, last year we saw that they had good prices compared to us and most of the farmers not only the farmers we also had other um, um, security agents who also colluded with other businessmen to smoke the cocoa of the country Uh, for us we're working in these um, regions and we couldn't even get 10% of our targets and we had no option than to um, um, leave these regions
8: farmers from cocoa growing regions met to reflect on Cocoa Brabopa association's stewardship for the year 2022 sustainability manager Wilfred apiong says despite the challenges the association is committed to improving the livelihoods and incomes of cocoa farmers through gender equity and sustainable cocoa production
0: And so within the
3: economic sustainability, we are looking at ways to improve the income levels of farmers so that we bring them above the living income benchmark. And to do this, we look at what are some of the cost components that goes into production that reduces farmers' uh, profits so that we can support them in those areas to maximize profit. Some
8: farmers recounted that the sustainable farm. Training and support from Cocoa Braboppa, has been beneficial to their cocoa production.
2: If you follow Cocoa Braboppa's training, you will not incur any
7: losses.
8: Important for joining is Clinton.
1: As part of efforts to ensure eco friendly buildings that guarantee environmental sustainability. Players in the building and construction sector have stated their commitment to offer products that will promote a green environment. Speaking to Joy Business, David Forsen, Managing Director of Aubrey & Engineering, suppliers of aux air conditions, explained that promoting energy-saving appliances will contribute to a sustainable environment. Here's more.
3: Encouraging a resource-efficient method of construction that produces healthier buildings which have less impact on the environment is critical to promoting environmental sustainability. The use of eco-friendly appliances similarly contributes to ensuring a green environment. In view of this, Ox has indicated their commitment to provide eco-friendly air conditioners. David Forcing, Managing Director at UBRI Engineering Limited, the sole distributor of Ox Air Conditions, disclosed this to Joy business at a stakeholder forum which hosted players in the building and construction industry.
9: AUX is a very innovative factory. Yes, with an inverter system that we run and they consume um, less energy. We also use um, R410 refrigerant for uh, air conditioners which are ozone friendly So
3: uh, He disclosed the company's intention to invest in the Ghanaian economy by building a manufacturing plant
9: We are not looking at always importing from China We've already initiated um, conversations to set up a plant here, still in the pipeline that we are considering This will create jobs and also um, you know, we will take engineers from here so it would you know, now every air conditioning technology that we are enjoying or using is from China or somewhere in Europe or in America. But then if we set up a plant here, it would help us to engage locally based engineers. So I mean their knowledge and all that can go into building some of these technologies used in the air conditioning industry.
3: Sales manager in charge of Africa at Ox, Eric Chai, explains the company's willingness to invest in the African market.
9: The African market has a big potential, but
8: it needs some uh, uh, education and introduction. So this time, I I want to, in the future, I want... Give more the uh, education about air conditioner knowledge, and give our client to introduce
3: our brand and our good product to the Africa market.
1: And to some other stories, over 150 females under technical and vocational education and training known as the TVET, as well as science, technology, engineering, and mathematics STEM education, have been paired with industry experts for mentorship. The intervention is under the World University Services of Canada's Invest in Hair program to inspire and encourage female mentees to explore opportunities in male-dominated fields. Beneficiaries will be guided by mentors to be able to thrive in careers in the sectors of mining, engineering, technology, and technical. Here's more.
8: In recent times, calls have been initiated to encourage women to participate and take charge in reshaping the landscape of several male-dominated industries. The efforts are to bridge gender disparities and encourage the financial freedoms of women. The World University Services of Canada has set up the Invest in Hair intervention to highlight the empowerment and entrepreneurial spirit of women who are undergoing training and working in male-dominated industries. Dabbed Sumimu Mentorship Programme. The three-month program has the aim of pairing women in technical and vocational education and training and businesses with key in their respective fields. Female students of the Kumasi Technical Institute has been afforded the opportunity to learn, develop and grow their potential to their career. Sets. public engagement and advocacy advisor at Invest, Juliana Ohinewa Amwakuchum says the marching will keep the mentees robust to survive the competitive male-dominated industries. We believe that to ensure that these young women who are participating in male-dominated spaces or in male-dominated trades remain resilient and robust such that they will thrive in these spaces uh, it wouldn't come easy. We need to get them uh, some mentors who have been in the space for years uh, so that they can actually uh, help them, guide them and direct them to where they want to get to. Women can and the reason is that it's about passion, is about commitment and dedication and hard work and so with technology advancement with the fact that things are changing. If you know there are challenges however where there's a mentor who will guide and direct you? The probability of these young ladies achieving their dreams is very high. Mentor and facilitator of welding and fabrications at the Commerce Technical Institute, Lucy Ajiman, is certain the guidance will create opportunities for career insights and networking.
7: But um, I'm going to lay with them, um, they know their careers well, um, especially the girls, know what they are, they'll be able to do more. And then i also make sure that I connect them to some of the industries uh, to go and then work with them and then um, to supervise them, help them in whatever they do. And then advise them, especially in the job prospects and then the education prospects in whatever school trade that they are learning here.
8: Beneficiaries were excited and expressed eagerness for the training ahead.
6: We are very grateful and thankful for today's meeting with the WUSC Group, and and we are urging other parents outside there to bring their girls to Tibet schools, which is going to help them get good job programs outside there. And we are very, very grateful for today's program. Thank you.
8: Reporting for joining us, Clinton
1: and that's how we part company here on the Marketplace. I am Pius Kojo For more stories, do log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Do enjoy the rest of our programs. Bye.